Welcome everyone to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the amazing galactic historian, Andrew Bartzis. He is currently traveling at this moment, literally at this moment, fighting snow and traffic to get to a location where there is internet. <laughs> so hopefully he will be joining us any moment soon. You can all send a little uh, good thought out for him and with the traffic and snow. So could be any moment or it could be next week. Hard to say, but let's hope for any moment. And... Remember, everyone, if you wanted to get a private session with Andrew or myself, please contact Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at GalacticHistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. If you'd like to learn more about Andrew, please check out his website, which is AndrewBartzis.com. If you'd like to learn more about me, please check out my website, which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And with all the calls, please don't forget that if you are calling in through Skype, you must add Laura Lee to your Skype contacts because she's the one that's putting you through. If she has not accepted and confirmed you on her Skype contact list, she cannot put you through. And Laura's number to call is 1 for US 956 217-0261 and the station number is 1 for US 347-688-2902 and Laura's Skype is Laura Lee Solomon. So we're all looking forward to the finalizing of this year I'm sure and the welcoming of the new year which you know for us in Asia is the year of the rooster is coming up, which is on January 28th. And, oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. This year of the monkey has had some good moments, but there has been so many trials and tribulations in it. Um, I know I'm not the only one that is thinking that. Most of you out there are thinking the same thoughts. It, it's been a tough year. Some good has come of it, and some of it has really managed to squash you down. But just note in your own mind, the energies of that year are already finishing up. They're winding down. And what that means is that already you will find that that energy of the monkey is dissipating and the rooster is already starting to come in. So with the year of the rooster, a lot of newness is coming. A lot of excitement is coming. A lot of you will actually be traveling a lot more. And you'll also find that little things start to come up to your notice that you will attend to. Because Year of the Rooster is one of those years that, we, in a way, we can call it, it's like a housekeeping, uh, cleaning kind of year. If you've been waiting for, like, last five years to do some cleansing out of your home or look through the boxes or try and really find where did you leave that watch, this is a year that you'll be cleaning through things, um, discarding things you don't want anymore, and finding things that you've long forgotten that you had or couldn't work out where they were. Now, I see we've got a lot of callers already coming in, so we'll get straight to it. Um, we have, uh, I know this is not your name, Was from Canada. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm sorry. I just no, had a mental blank. I was thinking it's Kirsten, right? 
Maybe it is. Could. Thank you. I've tried to change it, but Skype can't figure it out. So sorry for the confusion. That's okay. That's okay. Normally, I'm really on top of it, but I was like, oh, today somehow the brain did not engage properly over that. <laughs> oh, you figured it out. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What can we do for you today? Wow. Uh, a million things. Um, last time you and I spoke, you gave me some excellent, excellent information about my business. Mm -hmm. And since um, Andrew's not around for the galactic side of it, um, I well, not only my business, but my husband and I, we have a chunk of land and we're putting together an intentional community and we want to be self-sustaining and we're in the extreme early stages. So we're having some growing pains. Mm -hmm. So I guess, um, what I might, uh, benefit from having some insight on is the different people that we have in the group right now. There's a couple, um, people that we're having issues with and I just, we're not, completely comfortable with how to handle it um, mm -hmm. because we don't know if it's um, we know very much that this land is deciding who is here mm -hmm. um, we are on uh, an Indian reserve and um, through my stepson who's talked to Shane you probably remember him he's talked to Andrew yes. a few times so Shane's very good at communicating with the ancestors and the trees and you know all spirit here and finding out you know what's a good direction for us um, but I don't want to rely on him too much and he's young and he's in his very early learning stages. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe we're looking for some insight on the best direction to go in and maybe how to handle some of our, you know, issues. Okay. So with this couple that you were talking about that are a little bit problematic, in what sense, like... Um, one of the, one of the men, he, see, one, one thing that we would like to do here is be a place where people to co can come and heal, although we're not therapists so people know that this is a space where they can come if they if they need to be in nature and and you know have support but we're not therapists um this one individual has acted violently um towards another member in the community he does have ptsd he's he not uh he's not he wasn't in service work he received ptsd through violent crime mm -hmm. um uh, so he was violent towards one of our other community members, and then he was also violent towards his PTSD service dog. She rolled in some fish goo, and yeah, it's particularly nasty, and I saw him be physically violent towards her, so I had to speak up and say something, and it, it just it didn't go well, and there's I see inflated ego involved, and that's a line, right, being mm -hmm, physically mm -hmm. violent. So uh, while he's a good guy and we do care about him, you know, if you're going to go off at any moment and be physically abusive, we can't have that. And so we're just trying to figure out what's the best approach. Mm, okay, I understand. Well, when I look at this person you talked about and looking at his energy, you know, I, I, you know, I feel for him. I've got to say I do because I can see the trauma and the, mm, I'd almost say angst with him within him over this um, but I don't think that he's going to be able to find himself in a place where he can be stable on his healing process or his healing road or path whatever we would like to call it um, so in terms of how does that translate for you I think it is risky having someone like that in a community um, the type of community that you're talking about <clears throat> Um, and because there is actual choices that you can make over this, I would suggest that you just go with um, great honesty 
and put it to him that if you, if the roles were reversed and you had someone who is slightly aggressive and you have younger kids in this area, what would you do? Because mm-hmm. he will resonate and understand that. If you make it about just his behavior and how it's unacceptable, I think that would just um, aggravate the situation. But if you ask him to put himself in your shoes and how can you justify the safety of, let's call it minors, younger kids, um, if there was an episode, um, he, he would get that. I think with him, he needs some sort of uh, more intensive treatment than what he is getting at the moment. If he were to find some intensive treatment, I would say it would probably take him <clears throat> about a year or so to be ready to enter this kind of community mm-hmm. where people are not uh, uh, fearful of, uh, you know, it's really h- hard to put this very diplomatically, but, you know, nobody wants to live in fear. No one wants to worry about anything in a community like this. So, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, in a year or so, if there was a lot of more intensive therapy, I think this is a situation that you can revisit again with this individual. But at the moment, you don't, as a community, you don't have the resources um, or uh, the, the, what do you call it, that, the technical support, that kind of thing to uh, cope. You know, there's no way to say this that sounds nice, um, but I mean it in a good place. Um, one of the things that I would suggest for him, um, caller 17, so 786, can you please mute or somehow cover up your background noise? Um, can you turn down your radio? Got it. Thank you. Um, so, one of the things that I would suggest to him is don't look for something that's just about, um, uh, you know, uh, trauma, you know, the dramatic extreme trauma. Look for something that's going to be much more addressing your childhood fears because it is related. Of course, it's a different situation altogether. But if you can face those childhood fears that are already present within you, then it won't exacerbate um into more extreme stuff with your condition yeah um so that those are sort of things that i suggest that you could suggest later to him after you've had this conversation Mm -hmm. but certainly i can see on a on a soul level on a character level as well he's a good person so he'll understand he'll understand when you put it to him like that that that's where you're coming from and won't take it so uh Personally, I guess we could say <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's a tough situation. Um, but until he can get some more serious help, it, it's any situation for him is a potential blow up. So it's it's yeah. not a great place for him to be in, but he certainly needs more help than he's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to his dog, I think that his own behavior with his dog has probably shocked him. So I would be surprised if he continues with behavior like that with an animal. Yeah, he just um, picked her up by the scruff of the neck. And she's a golden retriever, so she's not a small dog. And he picked yeah. her up, you know, walked her 10 feet. And I saw this. He did it right in front of me. And I'm like, ooh, that's not cool. Not cool at all. And then yeah. he's having a PTSD moment because of the dog. 
but she's his therapy dog. So now he's got her tied up to a tree because he's mad at her. And it's like, dude, you just got rid of your help. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I think it's not as simple as that, though. I think part yeah. of tying the dog up is also to make sure he doesn't touch it when he's not stable. Yeah. Because, I mean, what, you know, sometimes when you when you have a behavior or you commit an act, you're so shocked at yourself, you're worried that you're going to do it again. Yeah. And you don't know if you can control it. So the easier thing is to put it away so that you don't have that temptation. Well, temptation is a terrible word, but that... Um, yeah. Uh, trigger. Opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's trying. I feel for him. He, he really yeah. is, but he, he yeah. needs more help. Yeah. And we need to make sure that our community members are safe. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and people don't want to be fearful on exactly. any level. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that is the way I would handle that situation. Um, when you talk about um, the community that you're um, developing, I like mm. it a lot. I think you need to have a more expansive view on who you're going to have there because to me it's like you, you've got these parameters that you've decided we'll have these kind of people, those kind of people and people that do this or that, you know, um, and it's like by doing that you're limiting yourself to so many other beautiful experiences. What I would say is rather than have those kind of parameters on it for yourself, and, and to me, I think these are not written down parameters. They're just in your head that you've talked about. Think of it more like what can this person bring to a community in the sense of do they bring laughter? Do they bring growing skills? Do they um, Are they good with kids? Can they help with tutoring? You know, it, mm -hmm. it's don't think more than that it's just what does that person what can they contribute and it can be in, in any way and you know okay I'll, I'll raise an example only a, an extreme example just to highlight what I mean not, not because this is a particular example mm -hmm. but let's say you've got um someone who's very very rough looking very big and you know wears all very rough looking study clothes and lots of tattoos and you're all very scared because you, you feel that scary you know biker kind of vibe I mean, and actually I love bikers so, but you know what I mean if you look at a movie that that kind of scary vibe um, then rather than look at that and that's um, your main sort of overriding thought think about oh you know I wonder if they're very good at fixing cars you know because we've got a lot of people here who need some work on their gaskets or whatever it is um, don't so what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is don't look at them and just see what you see within your own parameters. Think about it more just, oh, this is person, okay, but wow, but what skill would he bring that could be useful to us? And that's all you really should be judging it on in terms of whether they can bring something to your community. Because yeah. I, f I think you'll find if you can do this, the, the array of people you get will be a better mix. Mm -hmm. um, think of it more like this variety is the spice of life <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure well and then one thing we've been attracting men there's only myself and one other woman who's great but it's just the two of us and mm -hmm. it's like my husband um, you know he was at the grave site a few about a month ago and he was talking to the ancestors and he said I need help well the next day three men showed up which is great mm -hmm. that's great but I need some women <laughs> 
Like, and it's just girls. Yeah, we need some girls. And we do have another couple that's looking at moving and they're doing a house sitting thing now right now until March, but they're really interested and they have a little baby. So that would be another female there and a little one. That would be great. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impatient, but I'm, you know, I am patient knowing that the land will provide what we need. So Mm. I just hope these other women hurry up and get here. (laughs) Yeah. I think in your everyday um, visualization, why don't you try um, adding things like rather than, let's say, I would like more women, um, more like I really love some people with really great feminine energy that will come and help with, you know, the herb garden or this, you know, anything to do with plants, creams, that kind of thing. If by putting out that energy and asking for feminine energy, it you're not limiting it. Like yes. it's it's very weird, you know, when you ask the universe for something, it's you have to be careful what you ask for because you might get it, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the second thing is <clears throat> if you are too specific, sometimes it's difficult for the universe to give it to you. So I know what you're what you're looking for. So rather than say you know, more female. It's like I like the feminine energy. I li- I'd like some, you know, BFF girly talk time. And, you know, obviously the, the odds are these will be women. But by not limiting it in a actual category, it opens up the, the, the odds of the universe providing something without those kind of limitations. Yes. Don't ask me how it works, but some, all I can tell you is that it does work like that. Many times I've visualized quite specific things that I would like and I, you know, I just, they just don't come. So I have to get more inventive and think about what are the qualities of all that stuff that I want. Yeah. And when I put that out, you know, lo and behold, and often it's not the same as I visualized in my mind at all. And I realize my own limitations I put on it. <laughs> you know, like, wow, I didn't even know that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also with your land, one of the things I, I want you to be uh, take extra care with is anything that's to do with water during the winter. Anything to do with, with water during the winter, m- just check it and make sure it's all okay because there is a potential problem with it. And what that means is, you know, water pipes, uh, ta- ta- oh, no, you don't call them taps. You call them faucets or uh, spigots, um, yeah. well, a we lake are- nearby. Okay. Because we're having unusually cold weather here. I mean, we're right. We're about five feet elevation from the ocean. We're very close. And we've got snow on the ground right now, which is very peculiar for this area. So we have had some freezing of water. Mm. But we got it all worked out now. <laughs> okay. But I mean, well, there's potential more issues. I know that. Yeah. I would even think about, if that's the case, one of the first things that jumps into my head is I would think about, what if that snow melted? Where would all that water go? Do you have... Not sandbags, but you know what I mean? Like, because it's an issue with water, it's hard to predict what it could be. But just make sure that if you had an issue with water, what would you having to prepare for it, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, did I answer your question about the community? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an ongoing thing, right? Because it's going to be different one day to the next. But um, we do have regular community meetings. And one of the things that I want to talk to about at our next meeting, which is probably going to be tomorrow, is fear, people that have fear. Because I see this fellow having fears, you know, a lot of uh, why he's acting the way that he is. And he has a roommate, another fellow that's staying in the same little shack that he he's in. And um, he's causing the other fellow to, to act in fear as well. And I don't see it as being his, um, in his nature. 
mm-hmm. right? That is right. Only, because the other fellow, he was he was just staying in a tent. He was, you know, happy, happy, happy to be sleeping under the stars in a tent. But when it got too cold, he moved into the trailer with this other fellow. Um, and so now that he's spending more time, we're finding that he's also acting in the same kind of fear, just, you know, cause they're chatting all the time. They're in proximity. So, mm. so what you mean is, is it that you are thinking about talking in general about how to cope with fear, how to deal how with fear to, if you have fear? How not to be in fear. Like I, my husband and I gave up living in fear a long time ago. Now that's not to mean that we're reckless. We still wear the seatbelt and obey the, you know, the, the speed limit and, and, you know, make smart decisions, what we hope are smart decisions in our day-to-day life. But at the same time, we're not going to fear that if we are bold enough that we want to grow our own food, that we're going to have someone come in and take it away from us. Mm. You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a difficult conversation to have with a group. Um, I would probably suggest you present it more as a lifestyle talk than addressing fear in those terms, because just using those kind of words does produce um, a fear for fearful reaction within people and they kind of some people just they just close down after that and they don't really hear the rest that you have to say mm-hmm. um I, I would probably recommend that you approach it more on i ha- i learned a fabulous thing a wonderful technique when i was you know living in the city or whatever it was um and it helped me adapt and ground myself so much when i'm this stage of my life and just go from there and kind of cut out that whole topic of it. Just give them how it happens and how they can gain without having to say fear. Yes. Good idea. Mm. That way they'll hear you much better. And once they hear you, they can ask you questions later, which you can also, you know, you can bring up that topic a little bit then, but let them, mm, yeah, ooze into it. (laughs) One of the things I also think you need to look at with this um, community is it seems that next year there is some issue that comes up with tax over that. Uh, Well, that's a break. We'll get back to this right after the break. Can you just hold on? Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the amazing galactic historian, Andrew Bartsis. Currently, Andrew has not made it to internet yet. He is still on the road battling snow. <laughs> Poor Andrew. So hopefully he will join us very soon. And if you'd like to learn more about Andrew, please check out his website at andrewbartsis.com. If you'd like to learn more about me, please check out my website, kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. And that's Kathy with a K. And at the moment, we're talking to Kirsten. Are you there? I'm here. Hi. Um, At any minute, he might jump on my computer. I'm trying to prevent it, but he's kind of rambunctious today. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that that was popping up to me is next year, I really think there's going to be some sort of tax issue that comes up. It seems like... 
you know, it's an unlikely thing, but at the same time, something comes out of nowhere. So whatever it is, just make sure that you've got everything in an order or if there are any regulations that had, you know, small print stuff that need to be adhered to, make sure it's been adhered to. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess also because you're in a community, it might not necessarily just be, this might not just be about you or the property it could be someone within that community it's a bit difficult to say but i do see some tax issues coming up in that location mm -hmm. so Very. as long as as you're good then it's all good <laughs> yep is there anything else you'd like to ask about that um oh about that no i was just thinking that maybe if you could talk a little bit about my business and where it's going and what would be a good idea Mm, okay. Can you give us an update on what's going on? Yeah, I do. Um, I make my own organic, vegan, dark, raw chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, and I sell it at markets and I do have some re retail customers. And what I'd like to do is not have to go to markets anymore because they're very labor intensive. Plus, I don't know what I'm selling. So I don't know where my inventory is at when I need when I have orders to fill my retail mm -hmm. orders to fill. So I'd like to get out of the market business and expand my retail customers. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then I'm thinking of bringing out maybe a couple new products, dropping one or two. So I was just kind of wondering how you felt about that. Mm. Have you pursued any of the marketing yet? Uh, that's not, um, market related? Um, it's no, number one, I'm not too tech savvy on that. Number two, I'm so extremely busy, especially this time of year with Christmas, right? It's great. It's great Christmas gifts. So I've been really busy. Um, but number two, I guess I hesitate a little bit to get marketing because if it works, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I works, but I'm still doing the farmer's markets. And so I guess I'm at that place where I'm a little bit worried that it's going to become too much really quickly. Mm. All right. Wh why don't we just keep it simple for you to help expand? Have you done anything on Facebook? Well, I have a Facebook page for my business. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to promote? I mean, do you put up regular update pictures? Do you run little um, competitions or gift giveaways, um, things like I this? Don't, I don't. And the reason is, is because I have a very faithful following in terms of like the markets where I sell. And then also my retail customers, you know, they have regular customers that come in for my chocolate. So I'm you know, my reordering is pretty good when it comes to the retail. So I don't really have a need for that. Mm -hmm. um, I can be done. We do have another business here um, that we're looking at, you know, competitions and, and or, you know, raffles or whatnot, things like that for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, like my chocolate isn't cheap. It's not hugely expensive. I've had customers, I had to raise my prices. And when I ran it by people, they're like, I would pay whatever for your chocolate. It's just so dang good. And which is great here, and I don't want to take advantage of that. So, um, you know, my product isn't like it, it. It's more than pennies for me to produce a bar. It's it's considerably more, yeah. right? Yeah, I understand. And it's expensive to ship too. So, I mean, I had a a man from the UK recently contact me, and I, I said, absolutely, I can send some to you, but I just want you to be aware that shipping is expensive because chocolate is heavy, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. and then I never heard back from him. Okay. <clears throat> One of the things, uh, one of the reasons I'm suggesting something like Facebook is because for you, I think this would be an easy way to um, 
put yourself in that position to expand. Um, I'd like you to consider doing a couple of really great little pictures and with some text that you're going to encourage people to post it on their Facebook page, right? Okay. So let's say you keep it simple and you can say, um, I want to celebrate the new year. I'm giving away three boxes of chocolates. I would like everyone who posts this on their own page to um, let me know and I will put you in the draw just for the box of the three box of chocolates. That way, even if only everyone that's uh, already on your Facebook page, if they only post it to two people, like their mother, their daughter, whatever, that's already doubling your exposure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's simple. And your cost is only the three box of chocolates plus shipping. And you can say very specifically shipping only within the U.S., or nominate someone to get it sent to within the U.S. I mean, it's up, it's up to how you want to do it. But I would like you to do something small like this, because I think for you it would be easy to do. Um, you'd probably be in angst over which pictures you're going to use, but that's okay. You know, we all <laughs> take 10,000 pictures and not happy with any of them. But when you do it, please remember to make sure that you cut the chocolates open so people can see inside the chocolate. I think for mm -hmm. you, when I look at that, that's the kind of imagery that people will be attracted to you and your chocolates. So gotcha. whatever text you want to put in, that's fine. But you're asking other people to do you a favor and there's a chance to win something. So mm -hmm. if you did that, I think you would be really surprised at the response. And that alone will give you the encouragement that you need to think about other kinds of marketing. It's a tough place to be when you're at a place where you've got a product and you want to expand, you want it to be more successful, but then you're worried about the success because what kind of work does that mean for you? You know, and mm -hmm. this is a this is a, a, a internal conversation dialogue that all of us go through when we get to a certain point within production. But all I'd say is this way, <clears throat> at the end of the day, your cost or your production, whatever it is, is only three boxes. So you've limited it, yet at the same time, sorry, the same time you've seen the response. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably going to be one of the most useful things for you moving forward is to see that response so that you can be more okay with everything. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was yes. great to talk to you again. Thank you, Kathy. And you have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you. You too. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Wow, what an interesting, interesting call. Everyone's always got such incredible issues, or not issues, but things going on in their life. You always can learn so much from every single caller. I, I love that about this show. All right, uh, moving on, let's see. We have, um, oh, I think we might have lost Amanda. Um, we have um, uh, Amalia. Amalia. Ilya? Amalia. Hello. Amalia. I'm sorry, Amalia. <laughs> no, no, my name is strangely spelled, so. <laughs> so where are you calling from? I'm calling from Brussels, and I quite cannot believe I'm on the line. <laughs> oh, wow. Excellent. Well, congratulations. <laughs> what would you, you like to talk you. to? What would you like to talk about today? Well, first, I want to thank you for your work. Thank you for your shows and for everything that you do. Um, I've been listening for around one year, I think, more or less now. And 
it's absolutely great, really, what you do. Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit about my communication mm-hmm. um, because, biz- like, business-wise and private-wise, because I'm I'm all over the place. As I, I heard you speaking one of the last weeks to one of your your somebody called and and you were like. Your brain goes super fast and you're there and it's okay, it's nice, but not everybody are like this. So I would like to know what do you see and what can I do on on, on this field to improve it, to to get better communication, especially, let's say, business-wise, because I would like to improve my contacts and and get um, more more quality contacts and and work the work that I I do. I'm a musician, so Mm -hmm. um, working in Belgium. What do you play? Do you write music or you play? Uh, no, I play the viola. I play the alto. Oh wow! And yeah, yeah. And I'm a professional musician, but I don't have a permanent job because yeah, our, our, I just graduated freshly, and um, yeah, I would like to get stable, but it's very difficult to pass an audition. And classical music world is actually really tough and really competitive. So yeah. I'm a little bit struggling also with my money due to that because nothing is nothing is stable enough. So I would mm-hmm. like to improve and, and I'd like to know what should I add or change in, in my daily rituals because I'm meditating, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing a lot of things. But I, I don't know, should I add something mm-hmm. to my daily mm-hmm. practice also also to be able to communicate better with people that are around me? That mm-hmm. was one of the questions. And also... I am currently living in Belgium, but I'm Croatian, so maybe you see some area or some city or some part of the world where I could be <laughs> better fitted because I consider myself pretty direct person, very open, and, and I kind of tell to the people <laughs> what I think yeah. they, they, they should hear. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't really work. Uh, no censorship then. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's too much. So I'm like, oh, okay, I should not have done that. And, and then I apologize forever. And then, you know, mm-hmm. so, so, and in Belgium, they like to go around. They really like to go around a lot. So, um, yeah, it can what, be confusing what, sometimes. So, What would you say is your goal in terms of career? I mean, to you, what do you think it is? Well, my goal, my goal is to play the music in the best possible way. Let's say in the most quality way, in the in the highest level possible. To give all of me and to still um, be me. You know, not to go out of of what I feel and how I feel and what I actually think about it. That nothing is suppressed to say so but I would like to be stable and I, I love the orchestra I love to sit in an orchestra play in an orchestra it's it's a fantastic thing it's a fantastic energy it it raises you up it gives you so much that yeah I love it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear <laughs> no, I mean that's great um I guess more what I'm asking is when I say what is your goal is it like do you have a specific orchestra in mind that you wanted to get into is there a certain um a traveling one or one that's based somewhere or is it that you wanted to do solo in your mind what do you think what is your goal for your career where would you love to get to well i've been attracted honestly to the uh, to the baltic countries to the the cold countries i have no idea why because all my life i've been born and raised in the in the next to the sea and next to the sun in the warm area but i would love to go to sweden or to norway or to finland and have a orchestra there yes i would love to travel i love to travel i love to move 
Um, so I don't mind the touring part to say so, but no, I don't have one specific orchestra. I would not mind how to say. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I you can don't... live there. Like, uh... So you're easy peasy. <laughs> as long yeah. as it's a fabulous orchestra, you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, if, if if I can live out of it, you know, if I can make my zone and my, my decent living, then do stuff that I still want to do aside of it. And if I can be stable and have a have a stable income and just, you know, not worry about the financial aspect of it, mm-hmm. it's great. I, I don't mind, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, when I look at your energy, to me, it looks like at the moment, I would say you're kind of like the middle road. You're not, you know... I know you said you're just starting out, but to me, it's like, yeah, but you've already got a certain amount of skill. You've got a certain amount of exposure. You've got a certain amount of experience. I'd call you more middle of the road rather than nearer the bottom. I think you can go very far with this um, if you do want to take it uh, over time. To me, your location is okay right now. I wouldn't put it as fabulous. I think the opportunities that are there for you are very limited. To me, I think no matter what happens, you will have to have some much more European mm, European kind of exposure. And by that, I mean more like UK, France, um, maybe even Spain. But you need to get out there to make it happen. Because for me, I'm trying to think how to explain it as well. For me, where you are now, you have a lot of skill and you're like you're like a piece piece of dough right for that you make for the bread at the moment someone is just kneading you you know you're not prepped ready you're not in the oven yet you're just the piece of dough being kneaded yeah what you need to do is get to a different location so that you can imagine it's like a different chef is handling the dough because right now yeah. it's like yeah it's okay but there you're not gonna get into the nice oven you know that yeah. that chef there is you know not a five-star chef he is okay. a two-star chef so you need to get somewhere where there is a five-star chef you know or at least a four or four and a half okay 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 so by this you have to put yourself in that location so think england france spain for now okay okay now it's not so easy, I know, to go to these places and get exposure. So what I want you to do is identify all the types of venues um, that you could play in, the types of people that have orchestras, etc. And I want you to post them, your mm-hmm. samples. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if people still post CDs these days, whatever yeah, they do in the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's all digital, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, There is a lot, but yeah, they do. Okay. But to me... It's things, the people that would be interested in you are more old school people, not so much the modern younger people. The, yeah. the, the middle age to the older is the ones that would really hear your talent very well. Okay. So you just keep posting that out. Do a good cover letter. I know you're not very good at writing cover letters. Exactly. If you if you don't have a friend that can help you with it, go online and find some of these services that help you. You, they, you just give them the facts and they write the letter for you. Okay. Okay. okay Get yes. someone else to write the letter because you, <clears throat> number one, you're not good at that. And number two, you will not sell yourself well. Okay. So yeah. you need someone else. And whatever they write, you just accept it and, okay. and just type it out and put your name on it. Don't okay. go, oh, I can't say this. I can't say that. No. 
Okay. You accept okay. that they are the experts. So that's okay. what you do. Yes, I have a very good friend that can help me with this. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. And yes, don't get don't get in your head too much. Just just allow them to do it. You you're asking them, so whatever they come up with, that's mm -hmm. what it's going to be. Okay. And I want so I want you to post those out. And if after, let's say, eight weeks you hear nothing, you do it again. Okay. Same people. You just mm -hmm. keep doing it until you get a letter back saying either you come or don't send it to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. You you are going to make this opportunity happen for yourself. Using this basic formula, this basic format, you can make it happen. Mm. Have that confidence because it can happen for you. And when it does, don't even worry about all the details. Just say yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I tend to overthink things and then I'm just not confident enough. And I get like, okay, that didn't work. It doesn't matter. I guess then it just didn't work. But I should resend my contacts you know and say like oh i mailed you two weeks ago but you maybe forgot about this mail and i don't know don't even say that don't even say it. just send the letter again don't even <laughs> okay. say because you okay. if you say that then they'll think oh what are you like you know following me up like my mother yeah <laughs> you yeah. know <laughs> you don't you don't want that kind of tone on the letter you just want oh here it is you know yeah. that's it and i'm fabulous and listen to my music you <laughs> okay. know you, you don't even worry about all that because these are not people, these are not relatives, these are not close friends. So you don't have to be, you know, make excuse for why you're writing again. Just do it. Okay. Okay, fine. fine. Think of it like this. You will offend no one because if they're not interested, they just put it in a bin. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. All okay. right. And when you say you overthink things, to me, I'd say it's not so much that you overthink things. It's that you analyze every single scenario that will happen you know well you know if the plane fell out of the sky then what would i do do i have the right kind of shoes on you know <laughs> yeah 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 it's completely true it's yeah uh, i'm very yeah. good in this <laughs> and and that's okay but you have to when you're doing it you have to like in this situation you have to say to yourself no because i'm only putting good vibes on this i am creating my positive abundance so all those worst case scenarios i'm not going to think about them i've already discussed them in my head before they're all the yeah. same so it's just yeah. this is all i'm doing because you've already really considered everything already so there's no need yeah. to keep doing it it's a waste of your time tell okay. yourself it's a waste of my time to keep doing this because i could be doing other things i've already checked out the situation i know mm -hmm. yeah i do i do really i feel confident so i've covered all those bases now so this is my next plan of action. Yeah. And then in six months' time, you will be amazed at what's going to happen. Okay. Know? Okay. So just have that confidence. Really, really have that confidence. And when you talk about communication, like within your personal life, um, one of the things I would say is, yes, probably you do blurt out things that are inappropriate. Um, <laughs> you know, that inner, inner monitoring is probably a good idea for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Number one, you'll you'll have easier time if you can do that. Um, and number two, sometimes some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth isn't very nice. You you mean it well. Yeah, you, but it's really not your, nice. Yeah, your thought is well, but it's yeah, people get offended. Um, yeah, people get and, yeah. And it's so think of it more like this: I have to keep my pins to myself. Yeah, no one's interested. If you keep saying that to yourself. That will regulate yourself enough to stop the 
just blurting things out blabbering yeah i just blabber and then oh my god i should not have said that and it's not but sometimes yeah. you, you also do it because you're nervous you know um and if you can remind yourself that that's what you're doing you'll find that when you get nervous you won't get as nervous because you're busy telling yourself not to you mm -hmm. know okay like it's almost like by self-censoring yourself occupies your mind enough not to be nervous Mm. One of the things you can also consider is if you are into crystals is you can consider carrying a piece of blue lace agate or blue tourmaline. They're both very good for communication. So Agate. Okay. I'm writing yeah. down and yeah. And those you can you can get an, a nice pendant to put on or you can just get a, a rough one and put it in your pocket. Yeah, no, matter. I have I have my little collection. I'm just playing with my uh, amethyst <laughs> and with my sodalite. Um, yeah, they're they're everywhere. I, I like to put them around, and they're very good for my balance. And mm. I don't know. I like how they work. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. They well, they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, but okay. definitely those ones I would use when you're talking to people, or even if you're writing an email, I'd have them with you because mm -hmm. they really help with communication. They help you. Um, clear your thoughts for you they will help you clear your thoughts um yeah. so that you're more organized when you when you say things yeah okay uh, one of the other things is um when it comes to commu communication for you when you talk to other people i think you also probably apologize too much oh yeah uh, depends on the period some periods are better because i'm more aware and, and some periods are like okay i'm just saying sorry all the time but yeah, depends. But what one of those things, um, you know, yeah, it's part nervousness, but a part of it is it's also related to your own self-esteem, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to remember that what you have, okay, except when you blurt out loud random stuff, a lot of what you have to say is important, okay? Your opinion does matter, all right? So yeah. don't feel the need to apologize for your opinion about what you're doing. And so when other people get upset when you blurt out about them, that, okay, that's one thing, all right? Yeah. But uh, when it's about things that involve you, your own thoughts about yourself or where you're going, um, you really need to have more confidence in that whatever you say is okay. Yeah. Because the more that you keep thinking that when, like, when you talk, you're, you watch people a lot. So when they react when you're talking and you see their reaction is a bit negative or a bit, then mm -hmm. you start apologizing. So yeah, one yeah, thing is, pick up all the signs. The yeah, signs. one thing is don't look people in the eye when you're talking to them straight away. Okay. Once you're like three quarters of the way through your sentence before you look at them. Oh, okay. okay. I, so I that way, I okay. That way you won't be as affected by them and you can get more of what you want to say out. I mean, their, their reaction might still be the same. But you've already not changing and then apologizing for it because you've already got it out. Yeah. Another thing I want you to do for yourself is every day when you get up, I want you to remember, and if you have to say it out loud to yourself, then say it out loud, that I am important. What I have to say is important. Okay. All right? Yes. Because for you, that is a big issue. Okay, yeah, it is. It's true. And if you can just do that for yourself every day for, let's say, 
four or five months, you'll be amazed at how <clears throat> that changes your the way you think, the way you talk, the mm. way you present yourself. Um, and it's it's one of those things that, you know, over time you just get used to and then people go, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, rubbish. And, you know, bit by bit, your self-esteem and the ego go because you believe other people and you think, oh, was that stupid? Oh, yeah, I think I'm getting like bored, you know, I'm saying something that nobody's interested in and then why am I speaking? <laughs> yeah. Then my stories just end up strangely yeah. in, the, in the air yeah. and nobody and, knows. And and the, like, oh. They make less sense because you didn't finish the story because you've, you've been shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I shut myself. It just perpetuates yeah. over the years. So these are one of the things that we're trying to address in a small way so that it can build you back up and you can get over this hurdle. Because just by doing that, you'll find that you get your self-confidence back in full. And yeah. when you do, you present better. It's, it's because you get nervous, you get edgy, you, you start to lose your self-worth. And that's, it all accumulates together. So we want you to be back in that strong position. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you start with the small things. Start there. Because that will affect the big things. Yeah. All right, well, that's the break. Can you just hold on and we'll come back after the break? Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the galactic historian, Andrew Bartzis. Although at the moment, we still have not made contact with Andrew, the the snow, or the weather, let's just call it the weather in general, is keeping him from the internet. So let's hope that that is resolved very soon and that he pops into the studio any moment. <laughs> and don't forget, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T E N O C H at GalacticHistorian.com. And if you'd like to learn more about Andrew, please check out his website because it has all his new stuff as well as his old stuff and it tells you everything that's going on with him and that's andrewbartis.com if you'd like to learn more about me please look at my website which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com and that's kathy with a k and for those of you that are calling in don't forget that if you're calling in on skype you need to uh, send a request to laura lee that's laura lee solomon um, because if she cannot, if she hasn't accepted and confirmed you on her Skype contact, then you cannot be put through. And for those of you that are trying to call, you can call Laura on her number one for US, 956-217-0261. So, uh, Amalia, did I say it right Amalia. this time? Yes, Amalia. Am Am Amalia. <laughs> yes, Amalia. It's like Amalia, but yeah, it's... Um... It's a Balkan spelling, so we add the J and it confuses everybody. Do you have a <laughs> nickname? It. Do you have a nickname uh, that people use? Yes and no. Ame, Amali sometimes, Amalka when I was little. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Oh, it's lovely to have such an exotic name. It really is. Yeah. Okay, let's, so let's get back to you. <laughs> so <laughs> you and the self-esteem, that's what I want you to work on over the next few okay. months because yeah. you really need to step up for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you yeah okay yeah of course okay. <laughs> yeah mm. 
Now, did I answer the, the questions that you had already, or did I not expand properly uh, on them? You, you, no, no, you explained very well. I wanted to ask, uh, um, I have this idea of, of organizing house concerts, like neighbors' concerts for um, people that are, let's say, from 25 to 45, the, the group that maybe doesn't go so much to the classical concerts, but would like to still listen something, and I don't know, should I... Um, I, I, I'm stalling. I cannot decide who to invite for the first um, first group to perform in my place. And uh, I don't know, is this, I don't know, something has been holding me up with this. And I kind of so have you already, it all out. You've already chosen the venue, is it? Uh, I would do it in my house because my, my apartment where I just moved, it's it's really wonderful. And we have the mm -hmm. space. Uh, we definitely can, can pull it out here. I think it could really work. Also, on that behalf, I wanted to ask you, should I maybe switch some of the orders in my room to help me sleep better and, and, and not uh, lose energies because I'm sleeping underneath. I'm on minus one. My room is um, downstairs. And so what, sorry? Is this been a... What did I'm you say sorry, about your room? I'm sorry. I, I missed a bit about your room. Where did you sleep under what did you say? Uh, I'm on minus one, so my the apartment is on the ground floor, but the rooms are underneath, on the like not in the basement, but in the first uh, floor underneath. So I'm underground, and I, I had some issues uh, since I moved here in September. Um, it was just a strange feeling, you know, to be under the ground, under the, the level of the the road, and you hear people passing, and and my window uh, is like on half. It's a very typical uh, thing for Brussels, for example, but um, yeah. It, it was a bit awkward, so I thought maybe you see something with this. So for you to get into your into your apartment, you have to walk downstairs to even get to your front entrance. Uh, no, no, my front entrance is on the ground floor. Okay, so you go into the inside. You open your front door, and then what? What is there? Uh, there is like um, uh, how to say. Um, it, it's a room, it's a space that goes into the kitchen and into, let's say, that it, it, it could be ideal dining room, but it's, uh, it's a space mm -hmm. we organize kind of like my roommate's office. Let's say there's a table, there are uh, the thing for the jackets, the shoes and, and stuff like that. And then there's the kitchen on the left side of that that goes out into a little garden. And uh, directly on the right side of the entrance is a, a living room that can close with a, with a door um, um, not a normal door, but slide door, slide door. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's all one one big area, and then underneath that, there are downstairs are two rooms and uh, and the bathroom and the toilet underneath that. So it's two levels of the apartment itself. Okay. So to get to your bedroom, you walk downstairs. I need to go down. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then. Your bedroom is it is it an ensuite? Like the bathroom is open into your room, or is that separate with a door uh, and a no, wall? No, it's separate. It it's a door and a wall. Yes, it's in between of the two rooms. I'm underneath the let's say living area, and she's underneath the kitchen. And then the bathroom is in this middle um, middle area that connects. So when you you're in your bedroom, what do you see? Is there windows? What can you see outside the windows? Uh, I cannot see anything, in fact, because I'm on minus one. So my window is like half, um, yeah, how to explain this? It's like half, half, half underneath, half on the ground floor. 
but I don't have a view. I mean, I can see the people passing their legs and their suitcases and whatever they're pulling that day. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can see people's ankles and shoes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Indeed, it's a very funny experience. It's it's very good okay, that so you don't have Do you have um, curtains or blinds on your windows? Yes, yes, two curtains, one like white ones and one blue one that is darker that I use if I go to sleep completely, I like to be in the dark. So So in the daytime, if you're in the room, you have the curtains open and you can see the people's feet and ankles. Yeah, Yeah, let's say like this, yeah. (laughs) Mm, Okay. And then where is your bed in relation to that? Uh, my bed is in the middle, the window is on the right, the door on the left, the door of my room. Mm. So you're actually facing the, like if you were lying in bed and you looked up, you would be facing the window with the people walking down? Yes, yes, but more on my right side. The window is like mm-hmm. upper right corner from, from my bed, yeah. Mm, very limiting, you know, when you describe it to me, it's, <laughs> in from a feng shui perspective, uh, it, it is very limiting kind of space. Um, one of the things that you really should do, even though it would be a bit darker, is for most of the time, I would keep the curtains closed where you see the people walk past. Okay, uh, um, yeah. And, and the reason for that really comes from this too much disturbing your energy your chi within your room so let me backtrack i suppose with your bedroom you want the energy to be flowing in a smooth way and you want it to be re-energizing you you want it to be a a safe re-energizing energy that will embrace you when you're at a vulnerable moment such as sleeping or changing clothes or or whatever it is um so by having uh, a view like that it disturbs that that she that flow if you can imagine uh, the energy was it flows in a circle just just so you can visualize it um and when it gets to the window what would happen is it would just cut out completely so if it cuts out completely no matter how it tries to flow you can never start it again properly to do the rest of the circle do you get what i mean yeah yeah of course so of course you know there has to be certain restrictions in terms of light if it's too dark then you know, you have no, no choice but to open the window a bit for some, you know, some parts of whatever you're doing in your room, like sorting through your clothes yeah, or putting makeup on, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for the overall um, part of it, I would like you to keep it closed because it doesn't help okay. you. Um, I'm not going to say it really hurts you, but it does a little mm-hmm. bit in that sense, in terms of energy. So, one of the things that rooms like that develop is that it's harder to sleep, it's harder to concentrate, and because you can't sleep well and um, focus when you're in that room of of uh, dreamland and manifestation, it then affects your everyday life because if you're not sleeping well and you're tired, you're grumpy, you're, and then again, because of that, you can't focus well. You see what I mean? It's like a vicious circle that yeah, well, perpetuates. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. And what you've described to me, um, I think there's really probably no other way to put your bed because if you flip it around the other way, then your feet are facing the door. Also, yeah, we're running exactly. into problems there. So <laughs> in that sense, I think you've probably done the, the best that you could do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with okay. the room that you have. Um, 
what I would like you to do is put some more vibrancy down there. So um, for me, when I look at your energy and the spot you're at now, I want you to think about more bright floral colors. I would like you to put some of that around your room. And it can be as simple as you buy this material, just tape it over a chair, or you can get mm -hmm. whatever it is. But I want that kind of energy around you. Because that's more yeah. uplifting, and when you when you are more uplifted, everything else also flows a bit easier. Yeah, well, the two uh, walls that I have are, are um, colored in pink, in like a cyclam, um, really pink. So that that's really uplifting, and mm. uh, I like it. I pretty much like it. Okay, yeah, I can add things for sure. Yeah, add, whatever you. When I say floral, that imagery that comes in, that's what I'd like you to add. And it can be okay. whatever style it suits you in whatever form. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then another thing I'd like you to do is at the entranceway um, in your front doorway, yeah. I would like you to put a piece of uh, yellow jade. All right. Oh. It's, you can get big chunks of it and they look like just big yellow rocks. Um, yeah. And it's relatively inexpensive. So it doesn't have to look pretty, but I would like a couple of chunks, let's say big enough to hold in your hand, not small okay. pieces, bigger pieces. Yeah. And I'd like you to put them around your front door, wherever artistically you feel drawn to, that will be okay. Because what okay. that's going to do for you is it's going to help you attract more of what you're wanting and keeping out more of what you're not into. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Because being in a in a downstairs bedroom is already tough. Um, if you think another way I can simplify this so that um, you can probably more clearly understand why I would like those ones there is when it comes to staircases, it's if you talk talk about chi and energy that flows, like in your bedroom, it's all a flat surface, your floor. So it's all flowing around, right? Yeah. Outside your house, it's all flowing around your house, right? But mm -hmm. then you're talking about energy that flows and then comes downstairs. Okay, so that's okay if it's good energy. But if it's bad energy, to go back up. It's the same thing for you. It's very, it's much more difficult for you to attract positive things when you're down there because energy doesn't okay. flow up and downstairs so yep. easily as it was if it was a flat area. Yeah, yeah, the stairs are directly on in front of the entrance door. The stairs to go downstairs are, are directly in front of them. So, yeah, there is for yeah. sure. Space. So, th there is some good to it, and there there's an upside and a downside to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well. Good things can flow in, but then you got to be careful about what, what other things are flowing in, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's harder for you to call out upstairs to say, come here, I'm down here, because yes, indeed. the energy yeah. is flowing around. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm putting it very simplified. <laughs> oh, that's but, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm trying to take you. Is So by having this yellow jade out the front, it's helping you be more discerning and attracting <laughs> what we're just going to call abundance, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. positive abundance. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay, mm. and my, my last thing I wanted to ask is, um, do you see anything in my balance of divine masculine and feminine because I have a little bit of hormonal issues 
um, let's say when I was adolescent, it was more. Now it's it's much more better because I got also in tune with myself. But um, still, I'm I'm not quite sure. And uh, what yeah. do you think? What do you mean by hormonal imbalance that that you think you have? What what does that mean to you? Uh, well, my periods and the regularity of it, honestly, and then just <laughs> hmm. um, yeah. So it's more uh, like a physical. Um, not not like so much um, uh, emotional or... Um, well, I think it influenced me also emotionally because I'm very easily, I fall into anger or into, into depression, like that there is no way out of anything. So I think that it's connected one with each other. But lately I've been thinking uh, that I didn't, um, that it's maybe about this balance that they have more masculine energies than, than feminine energies and that maybe I should get this in, in a better balance. Mm. so that it's connected to this maybe i'm completely wrong but yeah well what, one thing with, let's say with you and um, your period your cycle is that you'll find that no matter what unless you regulate it with something like the pill i think you'll always have slightly not so regular i mean yeah. see, you know, some yeah. people are just like that that's just and the way okay. it is yeah. i kind of um, get used to it, so they just last for a long time honestly well, yeah but that's um, also your body is getting rid of everything it doesn't need oh, okay. you know like it's think of it like this it's better that it's more effective and it does that than you reabsorbing everything that you really don't need yeah okay. so cool. <laughs> I, I hear you in that I'd love to have a light one because <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes being a woman is tough <laughs> normal people do yeah please um <laughs> yes yes I, I hear you um, but at the same time, you know, that's just that's just the way it is. And your body is super efficient and that's what it's doing. Um, like I said, unless you were going to regulate it with, you know, the contraceptive pill or something like this, then there's really yeah. no changing that um, okay. over, you know, in an extreme way, let's say. Yeah. But I also think that, I mean, now that you bring it up, I do think you're a little bit deficient in iron. Uh, probably magnesium, magnesium and iron. Yeah. yeah. So you might want to have a look at those. You know how you can supplement that a bit, whether it's um, tablets or whether you look at the food groups and eat more of that. Food. Yeah. Okay. I like to regulate myself with food, and I really notice this, like how I'm eating and what I'm eating. It's really affecting me on on a daily and and on every basis that I have, it's really important. I, I notice directly that everything gets in this balance if I'm not eating properly. It's really crazy, but yeah, <laughs> it's like mm. this. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, to go back to one of your other questions about whether or not you should do home events yes. in your yes. own home. Um, yes. You know, in concept, I like it. I think one of the reasons you're hesitating about it is because you – I, I know you said you can't decide on who should come, um, but it, it, to me it's not so much who as the type of person because although it is for fun and it would be fun, you don't want to do these things just for no reason. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, it's hard to admit to yourself you have ulterior motives uh, yes. as to why you want to do it. I, I mean, you know, we've yeah. all been there. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to do this for you, but actually you're going to help me. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the things I would suggest to you is whoever you do choose, make sure you always choose someone who's like a musician or a critic or a journalist, someone like that. Yeah. 
because yeah. that's that's what you need because the reason you're doing it of course is to have the wonderful music but also it's self-promotion so whether they love you or hate you either way it's a self-promotion and there's a reason for you to do it that okay. you know there's nothing wrong with that that being your core reason inside you don't have to tell everyone that's what it is about you just have to be honest with yourself about it so that every time you do a show like this you include one person that might help further what you yeah. want to do yeah exactly and they may like it they may not it doesn't matter the fact is that you included someone who might get you there mm -hmm. okay yes it's very correct <laughs> And also think about the numbers, because I think your initial idea of the numbers is probably not really realistic. You have to think literally about seating, about mingling, if they're going to have a drink and crackers in between. Yes, exactly. This was my idea to, to have some finger food, some easy tea, coffee, whatever to drink and, and to, to combine that. But uh, I thought... So you okay, really, you have to limit like your numbers. Yeah, because yeah, once, once people start moving... Five people, maybe? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. See, I'd say somewhere between five and seven would be ideal. You, you could put more in there, but then there's no mingling opportunity. And in your mind, you think everyone's going to sit in the chairs that you have, have put them and they're not going to move the chairs, etc. But that's not the way things happen. What you, what you think is going to happen, what you plan for it to happen... People will come in and they go, oh, I'm going to move this chair over here. And I'm going to, you know, <laughs> you, yeah, you can't yeah, control yeah. certain aspects of it. So if you assume that people do stuff like that, then you will understand that it's very difficult to put more people in if there is movement going on, which inevitably would happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't think about big numbers. I would keep it small. I wouldn't fit like 50 people, but I thought, okay, I can have 15 people around more or less for, for the public. I think mm. it, it should be doable. I mean, the place is, is pretty big and, um, yeah, but indeed if they start to mingle around, that's true. Yeah, and, and also it's it's less pressure. You have a bigger number and, you know, you're about to perform, everyone's, you know, looking for the toilet or, you know, it's not working and they want napkins and all this stuff, you know, whether you are already got someone to arrange all that, doesn't matter. You're seeing it, you're watching it happen and it will make you tense. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you, you keep it small, think of it more like an intimate number. That way mm -hmm. it's less pressure for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and I also see that you've got like some kind of strange love thing going on. Have you got an on-off love relationship? Oh yes, I I, I did, and uh, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very hard to communicate for for the two of us. I'm trying to find a a middle zone, a good balance to say everything I want to say and that he can also express back, but somehow we end up in fighting and in, in screaming to each other. So this <laughs> has been very difficult. Okay, well you hang on a sec, we'll come back after yeah. the ad. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and 
the amazing Andrew Bartzis, um, who still must be fighting the weather <laughs> and has, hasn't appeared yet, but fingers crossed, he, though he's still got half an hour, he might make it. <laughs> um, and so for those of you that have got disconnected, that we're on the waiting line with Skype or the phone, we apologize. We're having some connection problems today, so please bear with us. Sorry about that. And so we go back to Amalia. Did I say it right this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at what, what's going on with, with you and this relationship, the on-off kind of thing, to me, a lot of it is about that you're both not really being honest. You know, it's okay, okay to say what you think and how you feel. Sometimes you're just not into it. You just got to say it. And he also needs to learn. He's got to be more honest. I think if the two of you could actually sit down and say, we have to be honest about what we're thinking, how we're feeling, whether it's good or bad. It's probably a good thing because a lot of misunderstanding is happening um, because you're both thinking, oh, I can't say that. That's That sounds awful or yeah, I don't want to do that and I'm yeah. just going to yield. Yeah. It's it's actually, in a way, it's it's more painful or hurtful over time to, to not be honest about things. Yeah. Um, let's assume that you can both have this conversation. It will probably not go real smooth, but I think if you can get over this hurdle, <clears throat> there is a distinct good future that is possible for it. But until you can both adopt that kind of principle in your relationship, I think it will be tough. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. I mean, in any relationship, uh, whether it's a love relationship, family relationship, it's the easiest thing to do is to yield um, and not say what you mean. But the problem is that it festers and eventually something very different comes up and then the, the, usually an argument happens and it tends to not be about that at all. It's about mm -hmm. other things that have built up to that. Yeah. And then there's misunderstanding. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not easy. Relationships are, are not easy. And all relationships need to be worked on to some degree. And even if it's as simple as thinking, you know what, I'm not very good at sharing my feelings. So every day I have to make more effort. Every day you call up or text if you can't say the words and tell them how much you appreciate them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be because you want anything. It can just be, I love the way that you, you make me smile. I was just thinking about that today. You know, yeah. and that's okay. it. And the more that you can do that, because saying the word sometimes is very difficult. Yeah. It, sometimes it is easier to take something like that um, until you're more familiar with it, you know. But the positive reaction that you get from things like this is amazing. You know, and the fact that you know that you're going to make him smile, you're going to bring joy to someone just by a little message. Yeah, that, that's that's worth something just for you and your inner happiness. Yeah. 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 Because I, I have like a issue to to should I connect? Should I really give into it or just let everything go? And it's going to be easier if I'm alone. And then I keep doubting. But on the other hand, you get so much exactly good things back to you and and I want to commit but then this fear confronts me and I'm like and if I get then... so much open to you will you be able to understand it and I, I have this fear of not being on the same level and I'm completely into spirituality and completely other things and yeah well just say it I mean maybe not all in the same day <laughs> yeah 
but say it, you know, because yeah. what do you have to lose? Honestly, what do you have to lose? Yeah, nothing. It's true. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a big thing. Fear, you know, sometimes really governs us, but the, it's ir it's an irrational fear because either way you're hurting anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you know? indeed. indeed. So just try it. Just just try a little bit of honesty every week. Yeah. And see see what happens. Yeah. We we've been yeah, it's been now almost two years, a little bit less. Mm. So it's it's getting pretty long. So I'm like, okay, should I stay or should I go? <laughs> Mood well, like like what do I do? And and give them a and, give them a fair chance. Be honest. Yeah. And if yeah. they can't be honest with you, then the choice is already made for you. But at least you can be honest and say I have, you know, I have fear and this is a little bit of what I'm fearful of and I wish that you you could say something that would make me feel less fearful. But if you can't, that's okay. But you need to know this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, of course. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much for calling. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much, Cathy. It really was a great pleasure. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a is it nighttime there or day? Yeah, mm. it's nighttime there. Yeah. Well, have a good evening then. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Thank All right you. then. Thank you for calling. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Wow, what an interesting call. Very, very interesting. And again, I apologize for everyone who got dropped today on the Skype or the phone. Um, hopefully, we'll sort things out very soon. Um, our next caller is TC. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Can you huh? hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Where are you calling from? Texas. A Texas. Nice. Yeah. And is your name TC? Is that yeah. Right? Yeah, it's short for Tanya Cheyenne. It's oh. my first name. So Ooh, what a beautiful name. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my middle name is uh Blue Skies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, that's a long name. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. All my, yeah. uh, me and my siblings, we all have odd names. Like my older brother's middle name is Panda Sampson because my mom loved pandas at the time wow. she had them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, your mom must be awesome. <laughs> oh, she was a hippie. <laughs> oh, that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would you like to look at today? Um, well, I've been listening to the radio show off and on throughout the day because I, I just get so sidetracked with my kids and I try to listen to old uh, shows that you guys have had. I'm kind of a new listener. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand that Andrew's not in today. No, at the moment he's still not here. He is back in snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's totally fine. Um, well, I do have one thing I uh, wanted to talk about, uh, mm -hmm. wanted to call in for. Um, it's it's actually something that's actually a little hard for me to talk about uh, because I just feel so, I don't know, so confused by it. And I get scared of getting judged easily by it. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with my spiritual anxiety, I guess you could say. I have really, really bad, like, spiritual anxiety, and it's something I've been trying to work with and get over, but I don't feel like I'm really getting there. Um, what, and, what would you describe that to be, that this anxiety? Can you give me an example? 
Well, um, it's like um, ever since I was a kid, I've kind of had a knack of uh, spiritual events happening to me. Um, when I was like 10, 11 years old, I had a yellow orb thrown at my head and I dodged it and it hit the wall and my dad came in and he was like, what, what was that big bang? I'm like an orb hit the wall. It just came at me and he thought I was crazy. Um, Mm. uh, when I was in fifth grade, uh, I was slapped in the face really, really hard by something invisible. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, like three minutes later, I got slapped again on the other cheek while I was Mm -hmm. hiding underneath my blanket. I just had like certain things. I mean, like, I don't want to say all my spiritual things were bad. Some of them are lame or just interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I've, I kind of have an understanding of spirituality more and stuff like that. It's something I feel like I've been forced into. And uh, so now uh, I've noticed that like I astral project, I just do it naturally. And as much as I would like to do all the fun things in the astral realm, you know, Eight out of 10 times I end up going back into my body because anxiety will kick in in the astral realm, you know, and just so on. Like I, I'm still a little scared of it. I've gotten over a lot of it, but I'm not completely over it. And I would like to be able to, you know, when I do astral project, actually enjoy it and go venture out and actually help others and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at your energy and what's going on for you, I mean, the first thing that really strikes me is as a being, you have uh, an immense, um, what do we call it, uh, reserve of energy. Like if you can imagine um, if you were a beaker, I mean like a cup, a measuring cup, um, and let's say the average person around you that is is not big into awareness or spirituality, they might have like half a cup full of energy. Um, For you, you're you're already like three cups. Like it's not too much, but it's overflowing because you have so much. And because you have all this energy within you, you easily attract things, right? So things that like, um, you know, orbs that are, landing near you, um, physical experiences you've had of energies, you know, different people got different stuff, let's just call it energies of of poking you, hitting you, whatever. Um, This is just because that your energy is so big, so much, but it's not um, enclosed. It's not uh, like you're overflowing from this cup as opposed to having upgraded to uh, a quart size you're still in the little cup. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? So one of the things that you want to do is try to find a, a way, a path or a method that works for you that can totally enclose all this energy into your own orb, let's call it. So if you can imagine at the moment, you're just going, wow, wow, you got energy everywhere, like fireworks all shooting off. So every Tom, Dick and Harry energy is like, whoa, look, there she is, let's go. 
because that looks fun. That looks like interesting. You're on the map. So they're all coming. As opposed to if we could get you to cover all this up in a in a ball, in a your own um, enclosure, so that you can go, oh, wait a minute. What is this strange energy coming towards me? I'm not into it, so just going to repel it. Oh, that weird energy to repel it. I don't like it. Oh, that one. Okay, I'll let that one in. Um, so what you want to do is try and get yourself, let's call it grounded, and envelop yourself in your own circle, your own orb, so that you are just full of your own energy and that other energies that are attracted to you can only come in when you invite them, after you can look at them and see and check it out and then decide whether or not you want it. Mm -hmm. Did I explain that well? Yeah, I think I, I think I get what you mean. Okay, so one of the things you need to do for that is, of course, always stay grounded because the more grounded you are, the more control you have over putting this um, perimeter around yourself. Um, one of the techniques I think you'll find that works for you <clears throat> is just do a simple visualization every day. Imagine, like when you're sitting down, close your eyes and visualize that you have a giant orb around yourself. And then, because it's an orb, you can actually see yourself floating a little bit because it has to go underneath your feet, right? Yeah. And, and whatever it is for you, you can be a stick figure, it can be you, however you visualize it, that's okay. And then you're checking all the perimeter of this circle around you. And you're making sure that it's all connected. So you can even tug at it to make sure that there's no gaps. However you visualize it, that's how it's going to be. And then when you are in that, your own circle of energy, then I want you to think about how you're going to stay grounded within that. Okay? If you can do these two simple things, which actually mm -hmm. to do it is not simple, okay, uh, the way I say it sounds real easy, but to focus and visualize that every day actually takes a lot of effort. But over time, it'll come easier and easier. But just do these two, let's call it basic things, and you'll find that you don't have these random weird kind of things happen to you. And when those energies do come towards you, you have a much more discerning way of looking at it and choosing whether or not you're going to invite that into your space or not. Okay. And if nothing else, this will actually help you understand that you have control. Because at the moment, I can see your energy and you just think you have no control. And in a way, you don't yeah. because you haven't, let's call it, sealed that circle around you. Yeah. Okay? But when you're in that sealed circle around you, you will have that control. And from there, you can do a lot of things that are um, you're ready for, you know, that you choose to do that you can engage with for your own interest or pleasure or whatever it is that is in a, in a time and manner that suits you. Yeah, that that is definitely, uh, that's actually really good advice because I would love to have more control and stuff like that. Um, but also sometimes um, I'll have dreams that will come true and it, had, it happens at random, but is there any way I can control that as well, in a sense, at all? Because, I mean, I know there, I'm sure there's tons of people out there that can do that, too, that have dreams that come true. Is there any way where I could have, like, more of that happening? You, you, um, 
do you, throughout your life, apart from the dreams, have you had experiences also that are in waking time where you've had, let's call them premonitions or sixth sense, and it, it's beyond thinking of someone and then calling you. Just, it's also, it's almost like a deja vu, like you know something's going to happen, and when it happens, you know you've been there before, that kind of no, I mean, they're they're pretty literal, like, permonitions. Um. Mm. Okay, I'm asking you that because to oh. me it looks like you would have had those kind of experiences. Um, if oh, you're, yeah. If you're not remembering them, that's okay. Take notice more in your waking days because you probably will be having, you do, you do have those things happen to you. Perhaps you haven't noticed it yet. It's, you know, people yeah. have busy lives. You can't always remember everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I would definitely notice, try and take more notice of that because to me, a lot of this is really all tied up with your amazing sixth sense because you have an incredible sixth sense. You really do. Um, and you've tapped into it all your life. I mean, there are some times when you just know people are bad and you can't explain yeah. it. Everyone loves them, but you just know. And inevitably, over time, you will be proven right. Um, and that's your sixth sense. I mean, I know it's easy to poo-poo it as not being it. And if you look back over your life, there's just been too many incidents like that to say it was coincidence, you know. Yeah. Um, and when you can actually recognize it for yourself, I mean, you don't have to tell anyone, just like, you know what, that's true. So I'm going to be more trusting of my own sixth sense. And then we'll just see where it goes. Because just because I, I know things or just because I know things are going to happen doesn't make it bad. It just is interesting. Yeah. And it also will then guide you towards trusting your instinct more. Because one of the when I look at your energy, you know, you're a very independent person, but at the same time, you're very susceptible to, I don't want to use the word suggestion, but you're very easily pushed off what you want to do or what you believe by others that are just more convincing and dominant and bossy. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> there's no nice way to put that. <laughs> yeah, I, I get um, what you're talking about, though. I, I do agree. <laughs> yeah. So if you can actually see for yourself that your instincts are good, that your sixth sense is much more on on point than you realize, it will then give you the confidence to say, you know what, you do what you want to do and I'm going to do what I want to do, but I think I'm right, so I'm not listening to you anymore. And it, being able to do something that you believed in and that you think is right from the, from the get-go, as opposed to having to do what someone else wants or suggested and then it was just all got stuffed up and you had to go back and do it anyway, it's very frustrating. So having that um, self-confidence in your own ability and your own um, instinct is good because it's very satisfying. And it's, it's like such a, uh, no longer such a time waster to listen to other people. Yeah. But this will come over time when you have more and more examples um, that show you that you're right, that show you your instinct is good. And just have confidence with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you have another question? 
no, not right now. Uh, that really, that helped me out a lot. I'm going to start doing that visualization and meditate and more and trust my instincts more and stuff like that. So. Mm, okay. So how many kids have you got? Oh, I have two. What are their ages? Um, my daughter is one, uh, I, I have a really hard time keeping track of the months. She's like one and a half. Uh, and my son is four years old. Hmm. Was the was the first one a little bit unexpected? How things happened? Uh, kinda, kinda. Uh, it was more like I was just letting it happen. My husband and I just got married, and we moved out of state to Oregon. And then I found out I was pregnant when I was there, so we had to move back to Texas and. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm just making sure that I'm on the right line. Um, and that, that totally makes sense for the energy I'm seeing. I think you'll find that with this child, that things will always be, what is the word? Mm, interesting. Um, I'm not going to say hard. It's interesting because this one is too intelligent. Yes. Uh, yes, he is. I've actually have been trying to school, I guess you say, school him more because I notice he's very, very uh, brilliant, I think. Mm. You know, kids like that are never easy. I mean, they're a lot of fun, but they're never easy because what the average kid would be satisfied with or kept occupied with is not the same. Um, and it's always going to be weird things. It's not always just smart, super intelligent things. It, it can be strange things. Um, one of the things I suggest with this one is that if you have any activities that are involved with the sensory, so like food, color, um, hearing, you will find that he will excel at them. Yeah, yeah. He um, He's four and he can read all of his colors. He's starting to be able to read like words like and the stuff like that. Um, he can count to a hundred over a hundred. Um, I, I honestly think uh, he'll do really good with piano. I really, really like I just feel like he'll be great with piano because there's a piano at my dad's house and he gets on there and he seems to pick up on simple things so I'm gonna get him a piano for Christmas and try to start teaching him piano um but yeah, yeah he's he's really really smart and um I try to have you know as much patience as possible and because he's really he's very eccentric and uh mm. but I'm worried like that other people don't get him you know, like, because he's just so, he, I, I mean, to put it, the best way to put it, he's just different. And I'm like, I, I'm worried that, like, people assume that he's autistic or something. And I kind of get worried about that. But at the same time, I don't really think he's autistic. Or at least, you know, I don't want to believe that, you know. But mm. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that is the issue with him he's just brilliant you know kids yeah. like that are always difficult um he's four now let's say by the time he's seven you you would not think any of these kind of thoughts it's only because he's young um 
that well it's also because people when people see him that they i've had some like so many people ask me is he autistic and the doctor even wanted me to take him again checked out to see if he's autistic i honestly really don't think he's autistic i really don't um but uh you know it's just i'm worried like other people at this moment don't understand him Mm. But I would say you find over the next few years, this will pan out kind of way. You know, when you have a kid that's very brilliant, it's very difficult to occupy his mind. So things that are boring, it just doesn't bother with. So let's say if, if you're talking or trying to teach, I mean, not you, but someone, um, and it doesn't resonate with him, he just ignore you because it's boring. It makes no sense. Or he already <laughs> understands it, so you're wasting his time. He'd rather play with his toy. Kids uh, are this, uh, you know, a challenge. But as they get a bit older, they become much more interesting, I suppose, in a way. So it's easier to find a way to stimulate their mind. When they're still at four, they can't really tell you what they need yet. Um, and they haven't had yeah. enough life experiences to show you which are the things. Like, I look at him and I say, yeah, definitely pure maths. He'd be good at it, but it's too early for something like that, you know. So okay. you're just going to have to bide a bit more time, think of it the way we talked about, and think about how does one occupy a mind like that. Oh, yeah, I try to shoot for his interests. Like, I try not to hold him back and see what he's interested in and try to, you know, work with him on what he's interested in. He's he's such a joy. He definitely keeps me on my toes and definitely keeps me entertained. He's, he's such a great kid. I love him to death. He'd probably really enjoy something like astronomy. Oh, yeah, really? In, you know, it's an infinite universe and... And the stars are forever, you know, there's always something going on. And there's things to calculate, things to consider. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's that sounds like something he would be interested in. I'm going to get on that, see if he'll uh, find that interesting. Oh, good, good. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was great to talk to you, Tanya. Oh, it was great talking to you, too. Thank you so much. You gave me such wonderful You're advice. welcome. Thank you, and thank you so much for listening to our our show. So thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in today into Adventures into Reality. 